Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and vampires suck. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. This week we're reading Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice, and starting with this beer, which also sucks. <laughs> Not going to get any sponsors with this, but that's fine. This is Budweiser Copper Lager, aged on Jim Beam barrel staves. Barrel staves. Staves. It's They're not, not in, in the, the barrels. barrels. Yeah. They just put the barrel staves in their giant aluminum tanks or giant stainless steel tanks. Yep. Wait, exactly. you don't want more of this? Uh, I Mike, know, finish I, it. I drank five of these already, actually. I bought. It, I had to buy a six-pack. I was like, oh, okay. I'll buy that. Some uh, home brewers and other people will do that. If they don't have access to the barrel, you can bust up the barrel, and you probably have to like break off the outer part of it, but you use the inner part, and you get this, a similar effect, apparently. Actually, I think this is what I had at Valhalla. Yep. This tastes like fucking Budweiser to me. I don't get anything special out of this. It has more flavor than Budweiser. Only a little, but it is more. And there's a Jim, Be- Jim Beam barrel in the entire one million barrels that they made of this. One barrel stave. Yeah, one. If you're looking for the bourbon barrel flavors that you have come to know from craft beer, you will find none of them here. I mean, it was probably only aged for a, whatever the minimal amount of... Oh, an hour and a half. Yeah. But this is... Uh, Shitty beer. Okay, I don't know if I would say that. It doesn't have a lot of flavor, but the flavor it does have isn't terrible. Sure, is but... What, is the, how I would describe it. All right, fine. That's fair. But it doesn't deliver on anything it promises. No. I expected it to be Budweiser. I was like, oh, Budweiser kind of blows. But Jim Bean barrels? All right, it's bourbon barrels. I'm pretty sure, like, some of the Goose Island Bourbon County has been made in Jim Bean barrels, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So that's an amazing beer. But no, not in this case. So this sucks. <laughs> and vampires do. Yep. Interview with the vampires from like what, 1976 or something like that? Somewhere in that area. Somewhere in the mid 70s. 76. Definitely 76. And it is. Don't pretend you don't know. I mean, I've only read it a hundred times. Uh, it tells the story of Louis, the lamest name vampire ever, who is a New Orleans vampire in the then present day, and he's 200 years old, telling his life story to a journalist. And it overnight. On tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Cassette tapes, man, 60 minutes aside, <laughs> or whatever the fuck they held. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the frame. And the whole story is really told as flashbacks with occasional you know, revisits to the interview itself when they'll talk to each other, which leads to some annoying writing shit that we could talk about at the end of this. Let's just get, let's not knock through the story because the story is really straightforward. All right. So it starts out with Louis. He lives in uh, New Orleans in the middle of the 18th century. And he owns a plantation with lots of slaves. And then at one point, some random other dude, a random dude comes to see him, right? Oh, no. Uh, Louis, his wife died. His wife and his child died. And he was so sad and, you know, stuff like that. I don't even remember him having a wife and kid. Uh, that was like, just, this, it, is like, this is like the third paragraph. I mean, it really wasn't in there for very long. That's just kind of like a thing that happened and he was really sad. And then... His brother dies or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. And then this other guy comes to see him. His name is Lestat and turns him into a vampire. For fun. Yep. And, but he doesn't even know what's happening. But he's like, oh, no. shit, I'm a vampire now. Because he doesn't know. Because if you've never heard of a vampire, you wouldn't know all of the vampire rules that we know as people in the 21st century. People who have read Twilight and such. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> though I have not read Twilight, so. Yet this month, we might be oh, yeah, doing that's a right. vampire Maybe book oh, every yeah. month. Every every. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm Every not drunk. Every week this month. I've not read Twilight yet. Shit that out in a fucking afternoon. Kill myself. I need another beer already. Yeah. Um, so 
he uh, gets turned to a vampire, and then he's you know in in super duper Catholic New Orleans, and he's he's sad, and he has a hole in a soul. And this hole in my soul, small batch IPA from Platform Beer Company. It is a uh, uh, IPA. <laughs> it doesn't really tell you much more. It actually tells you on the side like all the ingredients, like flaked oats and which type of hops and which type of malt, but nothing that I could actually make much sense out of. Pretty solid though. Yeah, it's good. The types of hops are Citra and Chinook, which are very, very common. What would you call that flavor? Citrus? Not citrus. Like pineapple-y? No. It's not lemon. Um, Tropical fruits? I wouldn't call it pineapple, but I wouldn't call it pine either, because some of the others are much more piney. I don't know. I mean, it's good. It is. It's good. Platform makes, uh, we've done a bunch of their beers before. And they do this small batch IPA thing. I, I don't know what the details of that are, how often they come out, how uh, how many times they remake those beers or if they're trial runs. But I've seen a bunch of them, and they're all pretty solid. So uh, Louis is telling the story to the boy, right, is the uh, the interviewer. Mm-hmm. And he's a vampire now. And then his brother dies, who's like going to be a priest or something. Oh, yeah, brother. there's a, the whole, oh, yeah, the priest. Oh, no, his brother wants to go to, because it's 1791, and he wants to go to Paris to preach because the middle of the French Revolution is going on. And mm-hmm. his brother's like, you know, wants to go and like save people's souls from the revolution. I mean, like, this is like during the terror. So, I mean, there's some crazy shit going on. But, and Lewis says no. And his brother like kills himself. He like, falls off down the stairs or something. He falls, yeah. right? Go on. But I, like, I, oh, pretty, I really thought it was suicide and not mm-hmm. an accident. And it doesn't actually matter for much longer. No, because he's, he's dead. And then Louis is really sad. And, and then he's turned into a vampire. And then he starts to suck. <laughs> so then he might suck the whole way through. But, it it definitely does. <laughs> and speaking of sucking, he then hangs out with Lestat, and they have a weird mentor-apprentice vampire homoerotic relationship for the rest of the book. Yeah, where it's uh, never clear that they're gay. They, they, they were like a sexual relationship, but they clearly are. Well, and then and then Louis is is gay with uh, the other dude at the end, Armand. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. And not only is it just for this book, but I mean, I haven't read any of the other books, but there are like 13 other books in this series. Too many. And they're all about Lestat. They're like all like, it, like the title. He's in the title of every single one of them. The second book is just Lestat, the big cocked vampire or something like that. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> <laughs> he's the next, it's all about him. Like he was, he becomes the main character for the rest of the series. Like Louis isn't actually, as far as I know. But I've not read the other dozen or so, and I'm not going to. Never. Nope. Anyway, spoiler. If I were <laughs> immortal, like a vampire, I would read every other book first before I read the rest of these. The rest of the first section of the book is Louis sort of like learning how to be a vampire and that he's, but also Louis's whole thing is he's kind of, he doesn't like killing people. He's a very, you know, he wants to try to avoid that. So he's like killing rats and drinking their blood instead, but it leaves him unsatisfied. And that's why Lestat keeps like killing, killing people. And Lestat is also abusing him for his wealth. Like yeah. Lestat's poor. And Lestat's not been a vampire much longer because his father's still alive. And uh, he's an old man and he's embarrassed mm-hmm. of him. But Louis, quickly, like his whole family's gone out of the picture. And Lestat just moves in and they just hang out and he yeah. mooches off of Louis' money and lives in style, like dressing nice and yeah. doing shit like that. And this is like 18th century nice. This yeah. is like powdered know, wig nice. In the, in the film because I only watched the beginning. But in the film, it's like Versailles, the way everybody's dressed. It's so, like, so over-the-top fancy. 
and like really in New Orleans, New Orleans was still like a tiny, muddy, like pigsty of a city. Muggy as balls in those petticoats. Yeah. Wetting your vampire dick off. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So Louis is sort of, he doesn't like feeding on humans. He thinks it's bad, but Lestat doesn't, doesn't care. I mean, he loves it. That's what he does because he's a fucking vampire. He like relishes in the in the violence and the destruction of the people. Like they're they're like yeah. animals for him to hunt. And they and they kill either like slaves because they figure nobody cares about them, or like the whores in town. And this goes on and on. I mean, actually, they don't stay in New Orleans really all that. I mean, they they're only they're like half the book. I feel like okay. I mean, they do. The thing is, sure, live people didn't live as long in. Is 1791, but man, if there were that many dead bodies turning up all the time, that's just like too crazy. Yeah, and they are the only people sleeping in their house in a coffin all day. Yeah, and the slaves know, and the slaves are freaking the shit out. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, they're like, oh, we just got to kill all those slaves. Okay. Yep. It's it's really silly. Like the whole thing that was unbelievable, aside from the vampire part, is that they clearly needed other people to be complicit in their lives. Because they needed other people to make arrangements for them and like move their shit and move mm-hmm. their coffins and 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 it's not really ever explained well. Yep, which is which was dumb. One of the many dumb things in the book. Yeah, you know it's not dumb. No, I don't know what's that. <laughs> More beer. Yes. Well, uh, speaking, I'll just do this other soul beer because Louis just like, oh, it's wrong, and I'm a monstrosity, and he's like conflicted about his nature. So this is it's soul good man from Evil Twin. And this is an IPA, and it doesn't tell you anything else other than that it's an IPA that's 7%. It says, if you're committed enough, you can make any story work. Anne Rice thought that. <laughs> she didn't make it. No. <laughs> she wasn't committed enough, apparently. It's kind of a just okay IPA. Yeah. I would describe this one as more piney. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, they make like hundreds of IPAs every year. Seems to be. They can't all be exactly the same. Oh, they can't just make the same good ones a few times. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so it's a more piney IPA, but still good. Uh, so the next thing that happens is uh, Louis, Louis is, like, so, like, sad. And then he and Lestat are, like, out in the middle of the night, and they eventually, they, like, hear something, or they hear a child crying, and they, like, walk into the room. They're in the middle of the city, and, like, they in the middle of New Orleans. The poor quarters. The poor quarters of New Orleans. Plague-infested. And they come in and, like, there's, like, a five-year-old girl, and clearly her mother is dead, and this girl is dying, and um, Lestat turns her into a vampire. For fun. Yeah, so that they can have a sort of, like, vampire family, vampire daughter. This is before gay marriage, so they had to turn children into their children. They couldn't just adopt them. But that's basically what happens. Like, they have this weird, they're, like, the parents Mm -hmm. of this girl, and they just hang out, and then 60 years passes. Yeah, I want to. Say, I don't want to say this is like an interesting part of the book, but it could have been interesting if the author had developed a little bit further, like the problem of having someone who's like in the body of a five-year-old, but actually have the intellectual capacity of an adult, because they're actually like sixty, you know, because they've actually lived like sixty, literally sixty years later. So, so Claudia is the girl's name, but she's not really a girl. She just looks five. She's actually, she's actually old. <laughs> Yeah, but she sometimes does some adult things, which are creepy. Yeah. Like seductive kind of things. And you're like, ooh, go away. Mm-hmm. Put those away, kid. But yeah, so then they hang out. And then what I thought could have been interesting is talk about the changes in New Orleans in those 60 years. Yeah. Right? Like 
I mean, shit, when he first was born, New Orleans was like still a Spanish colony, I think. And then it became a French one. And then it became, it became an American colony, yeah. And then it became a state. Like, not, you don't have to get into like the political element of that, but just talk about how the world changed. That mm-hmm. would have been interesting. The guy's alive you for really, 200 they, years. They don't get into that like at all. I mean, it's literally like even just the course of the book is literally like 100 years. And then it skips 100 to when, uh, uh, to when the, uh, Louis is being interviewed in like 1976 or whatever. But it's still, it's like 100 years, and they don't talk about any of the historical changes that have gone on. It's just like, oh, then we're just back in France, and it's kind of still very French. Yeah. <laughs> as, as it tends to be there. So then they have their vampire family, and they go around, and the girl likes killing people. She's all about that. Yep. And Louis's still a bitch about it. And Lestat is a dick. And, he, and Louis wants to understand his vampire legacy, like where he came from. Where did Lestat come from? Because obviously Lestat it was not much older than Louis. Someone had to turn him into a vampire. How did that happen? It's never explained. Mm-hmm. And he won't tell, and he's a dick about it. And he just wants to control Louis and control Claudia. And eventually Louis and Claudia are like, we need to leave. But Claudia is fucking, she does not fuck around. Yeah. She hatches a plan to kill Lestat, that they're going to poison him, cut his throat, and dump his body in a swamp, and then leave. None of the ways I thought you killed a vampire, by the way. Yeah. You just make shit up. They don't take a steak, like, and mash it, you know, into his chest. chest. Throw a bunch of garlic at him. I mean, I was talking about binicula, how it's not a steak, it's a a filet mignon, (laughs) and you just... Like, it's not working. Yeah. It's a callback to last year's Halloween episodes it of the is. Drunkest Book Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they don't do that. They don't, like, tie it, let them see the sun. They don't put a... Like, they're actually impervious to the cross. That was a big thing in Dracula. The cross, like, fucks mm-hmm. at them. But here, it doesn't bother them at all. No. Which is cool, actually. I like that. It always felt a little hokey in Dracula. But they're like, oh, no. A T. Indeed. So uh, they murdered Lestat. They dump his body in the swamp. They set fire to their house and run away. And then they go to Europe. Well, they start. They go to like uh, fucking far eastern Europe looking for other vampires. They're like, well, these are where they're from, right? And then they wander around Bulgaria. Yep. And then they like find this like, little fucking shitty town, and they're mm-hmm. everyone's afraid of the vampires. And there's a guy whose wife got killed. And Clearly by a vampire. And everyone's like, oh, no, we need to do, we I need to like, cut her head off and fuck the fill it with garlic or something. And then the guys, some British guy's like, no, no, chap. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, see you later. And then they go to the cemetery, and then they find an actual vampire there. But they're like zombies, shitty vampires. Like weird, decrepit vampires. Who have stopped living, apparently. They've stopped, like, thinking and trying. They're just kind of automatons. Uh, I'm trying to think of a segue to another beer, but... Uh... Oh, and then... Um, <laughs> And then they need some more blood. Yeah. Maybe of a unicorn. So they talked about, in the book, they talked about having, because they have to go on a ship. They have to hire a ship that'll take them to Europe. And they have to, like, they don't come out during the day. They only come out at night just to hang out with the other crew. And then the ship is mysteriously uh, free of rats. It's plagued with some people who just are dying. And then, of and then people illness. just, yeah, just die and have to just dump their bodies. I mean, I like that they explain that a little bit. But... Meh. So, Blood of the Unicorn, we've had this before. Pipe works, 6.5%. Hoppy red ale. That's exactly what it is. It is hoppy. It's a nice red ale. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. You know, a nice, uh, not too bitter, but not, not a super sweet thing. I, I dig this. Yeah. 
And uh, there are no unicorns in the book, but that's fine. Vampires are just as real. <laughs> and then... And possibly more gay. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, uh, I told you the joke when uh, Weekend Update, when the movie came out, Norm MacDonald's like, oh, in my review of Interview with the Vampire, not gay enough. <laughs> <laughs> so then they are like, ah, oh, these vampires suck. <laughs> we should go to... Uh, uh, back to Paris. Uh, well, then for the first time to Paris. Yeah. I'm there yet. We should go to some place uh, even where people suck even more. <laughs> Let's go to Paris. We're going to find vampires there for sure. And then they go there, and then cleverly hidden in the theater du vampires, or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called, are a bunch of vampires. Oh, my God. Why couldn't the public figure that out? Hiding in plain sight. And to add to the stereotypes of the theatrical gay vampires... All of these vampires work as actors <laughs> and then put on exquisite shows. And they're like song, the song and dance men of 19th century Paris. But the place is terrible. Point, the thing is, at this point, it's like actually like 1870. Yeah. But that's not like clear. It still feels like French Revolution era, even though it's actually well past that. Yeah, there's never any change in the world with time. Like, no. It should have, I would think. Uh, but they go there and they watch this fucking awful play where the vampires actually kill a woman on stage. But everyone thinks it's great special effects or some bullshit. CGI. Right. <laughs> Eight, 1870 CGI, which is, which is a, a cup full, a concealed cup of pig blood. <laughs> so they watch this terrible, terrible play. Well, they get invited there by Armand, right? Or, or Santiago. I do not remember the shit out of, uh, how so they... I don't remember how they arrived there. All right, let's just burn through this. So then yeah. they, they go... They hang out there, they watch the plays, and he's like, oh, you're a vampire. I'm a vampire. We can be vampires together. And they wait, you have humans that work for you, but they do not know. They are our servants. Or the ushers, right? Yeah, the ushers and the ticket booth people and whatever. And during the day, the vampires sleep, and at night, they act, and they eat someone. It's mm-hmm. a ridiculous arrangement. Yep. Uh, and then the other vampires are very suspicious of Louis and Claudia because they don't explain where, who their master is. And Armand is like a 400-year-old vampire. He's the, he's the leader, but he's not the leader, right? He says, I'm not the mm-hmm. leader of this group, but I, I, you know, by what you mean leader, I would be that. So whatever the fuck that means. And so the other vampires... He's the producer, not the director. <laughs> <laughs> the other vampires are really suspicious because they think they killed their leader, their, their master, their, whatever, the guy who created them, which they tried to do, in fact. And then it turns out that they were right. But they find that out because Lestat wasn't actually dead. Yeah. He wouldn't. He returns. Stay down. This is stay down. <laughs> a dry hopped black session lager from the Carton Brewing, or from Carton Brewing, which I don't know, I don't know if we've got anything with this, but they're in Stratford, Connecticut, apparently. I, haven't, I can't say I've heard of hoppy black lagers before. Or a black session lager. That's a lot of, uh, lot of good beer terms put together. Nate's, Nate's throwing the shade. I haven't tried it yet. I'm just asking the question. Uh, I'd say it makes an okay beer. It's kind of thin, you know, very, very thin-bodied thing. For the black lager element of it, not a whole lot of multi flavor. There is a bitterness there, a hoppiness to it. A little bit. But it's hard to kind of identify what it is because you get like the roasty, the hint of roasty flavors from the malt, though it's faint. And it is, sometimes it's hard to tell that, for me at least, to tell it apart from the hoppy bitterness. Or it's like a background bitterness. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mostly with the thin part. Because that's just what it is. It's just kind of thin. Well, that's the session part, right? So you could pound a shit ton of these. I wouldn't. I no, nor would I. But it's okay. But yeah, Lestat's still alive, and uh, then 
the fucking oh, and there's a uh, Claudia wants a mom. <laughs> yeah, and she makes a mom, even though she's not actually a child. She just looks like a child, so she makes a mom. Her Out name of a is woman whose kid died or something, right? Madeline, a Parisian doll maker, who could have been an interesting character but wasn't, and <laughs> like everything else in this book, yeah. And they turn her into a vampire. And oh, by the way, that, that scene where they turn her into a vampire is so fucking terrible. Like, Louis doesn't quite understand. He's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to drink your blood. And you're just going to say, no, stay alive. And then you'll be a vampire. That's basically what happens. Don't you have to, like, drink the blood of a vampire to turn into a vampire yourself? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I was reading it fast, and, but uh, just to get it over with. Because I honestly don't even remember what happens in this scene. I so thought I, if you got bitten, you became one. Like, if they didn't kill you, you died. I thought, from, like, I other mean, books and movies. And yeah, shit. maybe that's, that's it, too. I don't, I'm just confusing with other things. And Rice just made up shit. About shit that was made up. Yeah. <laughs> really, the way they make this vampire, and this woman is, is not in the book for long. She doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And then Santiago, who's the dick uh, actor, big, tall, strong one. And he and the other vampires, with the exception of Armand, who, who can't stop them but doesn't even bother to try, they take Claudia and Madeline and chain them up. Well, Louis, Madeline, and Claudia. So they, they like, take them all into custody, I guess. Um, Louis, they, like, lock him in a... In a, in a they bury him alive in a They coffin. bury him alive in a coffin and thinking, well, he's just going to die in there. And then Madeline and Claudia are, like, chained in the courtyard. Right, so when the sun Outside, comes up, it'll so, kill him. Yep, so when the sun comes up, they, they will die. And you only find out because Louis manages to escape. And he finds their like charred how? corpses. Yeah. Um, someone digs him out. Doesn't Armand dig him out or something? I don't remember. Anyway, this beer is called Higher Burning. Because their fucking asses got burned. Yep, highly. <laughs> this is from this is an IPA with Belma, Eldorado, and Mosaic from the LIC Beer Project here in New York City. See, that's a nice IPA. I mean, these are newer types of hops. You don't. You, three years ago, you never heard of a Belma hop. Eldorado, maybe a little bit. Mosaic's been around. It's a different kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. That's really nice. So I had the other three cans in that one, in this four <laughs> pack, and I noticed something with these IP with these strong IPAs. When you drink down, when you like drink the can and you get to the bottom, a residue. It's like really spicy. Mm. There's something in it that literally tastes spicy, like like pepper. Sometimes I pour out a can of like a IPA like this, and there'll be a little bit of like sandy hop residue there. Maybe that's what it is. It's not filtered super well, mm-hmm. so you might be getting that like really powerful hop flavor because it's at the bottom of the can. As you sip sip more and more, that's yep. making more and more of the leftover. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're, they're burnt up. They're dead bitches. And uh, Louis is like, oh, no. Sacre bleu. And then... <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. He, so Louis decides to get revenge, and he burns the entire theater to the ground. While all the vampires are sleeping in there. Yeah, or he, so he thinks. Dun, dun, dun. Right, but except for Armand. And he likes Armand. Yeah. Because he wants to suck his cock. So, they, I mean, blood. So <laughs> then they... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I get confused with these, but... I thought we were talking about something else for a second there. So then uh, uh, he kills them all, presumably. Though Lestat was there for a minute, but then Lestat's gone. Like, I don't really... Yeah, we don't know. And then for some reason, like, when he finds out after the fire, they're like, there were no bodies in in the fire. So if it was all the vampires, well, the vampires wouldn't leave behind bodies, I guess, just ashes, because that's what vampires do. Of course, why not? Yeah, that's a vampire thing. But there were no... But that also means none of the ushers, none of the people were there. So, like, why weren't there any, like, people in there? And Armand is like, I told so, him to go home. Yeah. Take the day off. Be like everyone else in France and don't work. <laughs> Take the afternoon to have a baguette. And then they disappear. And he's like, all right, that makes sense. I'm cool with that story. 
But Lestat was there, and Lestat had apparently like begged Armand to not kill Louis. Like, Don't kill him. He's my boy toy. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, we'll just bury him alive. So if he escapes, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. But then Lestat's kind of gone. Like, you don't really see him for a little while. Yep. And then Louis and Armand go off and live together, traveling the world. Travel the world. But eventually, they make it back to New Orleans. Yep. In the early 20th century. Uh, and then eventually, after they're just wandering around uh, New Orleans, he sees Lestat. Right. Because they knew he was alive. But he kind of was like, I don't give a fuck about that guy. But now uh, he sees he's alive. And Armand is just aloof. Mm-hmm. And they, this is the one interesting thing from the whole book. is They say, well, if vampires can live forever. Why aren't there so many vampires? And Armand says, after being alive for so long, they kind of get tired of it and they kill themselves. And Armand is 400 plus years old. He's the oldest one you meet. Mm-hmm. And then one day, he just kind of wanders away. You know, either to kill himself, you know, just like walk into the sunlight or something or find a new lover. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he just leaves the story. He's just gone. Yep. But I thought the idea of the vampires, they get bored of being alive forever. That was an interesting, an interesting twist. Because it shows that like, vampires are usually like, so one-dimensional. They're characters. They're evil, and they, wanna, they live off of other things, and they suck blood and then whatever. But they want to live forever. It's like, part of their drive, mm-hmm. as, as all living beings have that. But the vampires in this kind of get tired of being alive. I thought that was an interesting, interesting addition to the story. Not very well explored, but mm-hmm. it was there. Perhaps in other books. We'll I'll never, never, know. never find out. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but, and then there's only really one last thing that happens. And it's a beer. No. <laughs> Besides a beer. So all those vampires that die, they go off and they, they go to vampire heaven where they live life in the clouds. <laughs> That's the best I can come up with for this. This is from the Collective Arts Brewery in Wanakee, Wisconsin. And it is an IPA. This beer actually has more than one like can design. Like when you buy a four pack, they actually are a different design on two of the cans. Like two of these with astronauts and two with something else. Well, that's another connection to the book. There's a bunch of assholes in it. Oh, I'm sorry. You said assholes? No, no. You misheard me, I think. Oh, I did mishear you. Shit. You know what? doesn't matter. The book still blows. Sorry. This sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it still sucks. Yep. Uh, this is nice. This is, this is uh, on the lighter side. I mean, 6.1% doesn't seem like a lighter. Wouldn't have been a lighter beer five, ten years ago. No. But nowadays it kind of is. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. It is. It's very good. It's sweet. Yeah. It's super strong bitter. Yeah, I like this. I, I, I like the move away from the West Coast IPA of just let me fuck you in the mouth of my hop dick and having things that are more, um, you know, juicy and flavorful. Mm-hmm. So the last thing that happens is Lestat, uh, oh, the reunion between Lestat and Louis. Oh, and one other thing after that. Oh, but, shit, what um, I forget? So, um, and then sort of the narrator, the narration switches back to the interview. So and now you, there's a scene with the boy and, and, uh, and Louis, and he's 200 years old, don't forget at this point, and the boy says, after listening to this story all night, says, turn me into a vampire. Well, that's afterwards. That's after we see what happens to Lestat, isn't it? Okay, what happens to Lestat? What am I forgetting? He sees Lestat one last time in, in, Saint, in New Orleans in like the 1920s, mm-hmm. and Lestat has a new bunch of bitches, like a bunch of dudes, and they're living in squalor, and he goes there, and Lestat's like, oh, Louis, please be with me anymore. He's like, dude, you suck. And they had just kidnapped a baby and they were going to feed mm. on the baby and then Louis takes the baby and returns it to the house they got from oh yeah yeah but they're like living in utter squalor <laughs> there's dead desiccated cats and shit in the room that they've feasted on and, and they're raggy looking and they're they, you know from a guy who was such a dandy in 1795 mm-hmm. Lestat has been you know reduced to this vampire beggar and then he's like I never saw him after that 
He could be dead for all I know, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. And then it goes to the, the present day. So, yeah, then the present day, and so the boy, after listening to the uh, interview all night, says, turn me into a vampire. I want it. And um, Louis says, have you, you know, something like, have you not listened? Don't you realize how shitty this is? Yeah. How miserable all of us are? And then he just leaves. But he's like, no, but I could do it, you know, but like, because Louis went through fits of reading lots of literature and being into art and shit like that, and then the... I think that the journalist guy is like, I could do that. No, that would be amazing. I would really enjoy that. And he's like, you fucking didn't listen to my story. Yep. The end. Yeah, that's the end. So. So there are 12 more of them. I can't imagine like, how what fucking happens? terrible they are. Like, what, for what, even though, okay, they're all about Lestat. So is the story about Louis and Lestat? Or is this just like Lestat, other things Lestat does? I think they introduce, one, a shit ton more characters. I, there's a pretty good chance, yeah. And, you know, prequels and sequels and sidequels. <laughs> like all the, mm-hmm. And while that was happening over here, this was happening kind of books. Uh, and I'm sure it's interesting if you are really invested in the world of these characters. But it's just more adventures of vampires. Like the main idea that immortality isn't great, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be expanded on any further <laughs> than it needs to be already here. Mm-hmm. But that was like the, the one interesting thing in the book, that immortality sucks, actually. Cool, fine. And uh, the vampires are a bunch of buttholes. Pretty much. This book made me realize, like, not only does this book suck, but you know what? Vampires are stupid. They suck. It's just, yeah, vampires suck. They're just kind of, they're just dumb. I'm over, I'm over vampires. Well, good thing we have the whole month to deal with this, yeah. I I totally am not a big vampire fan because I'm not a teenage girl, but I like Dracula. Well, you're also not sparkly, so... God damn it. <laughs> a man can dream. Uh, but I, I like Dracula. But maybe just because... I mean, Dracula is a slow-going book, but it gets, at, gets going after a while. This book fucking sucked ass. It was torturously Thanks, long. And so I read everything on the Kindle. Like, 99% of what I read is on a Kindle. So I never know how many pages something is. But, you know, you'll read something, you'll have a sense. You're like, this feels like a long book. And this book took me forever to finish. Like, weeks. Because I wouldn't read it every day. I would like, take breaks because I was so bored with it. And then I look online, it's like 320 pages. That is, that's, that's what that was? Yeah. It was so boring. It was just fucking Louis complaining that his vamp daddy was mean to him for months and months and months. That's what I was looking for. Because that's how Jimmy described it. Yep. Though he cannot be with us today. No. Because he is uh, sucking some blood out of a dick. What <laughs> <laughs> his mouth. So yeah, it, it, just, it just is fucking garbage. My yeah. biggest complaint about the book is the way it's written. Like, I get the frame of the interview, but it was really f- annoying to read a million apostrophe, uh, quotation marks on every page. Because <laughs> everything is a quote from Louis talking in the present day. Mm-hmm. And then when he wants to say, and then Lestat said, then that has, like, more quotation marks. So Quotation marks inside quotation marks. Super embedded. Yeah. It was, like, inception of quotation marks. Like, that was frustrating. I felt like it would have been better if she had just done, like, the interview scene, and then that's, like, in italics or something. Yeah. And then the flashbacks, and that's like a third-person thing, mm-hmm. you know? Or even it's a first-person thing, but like, what? Like, I mean, other hold? books, when it's just one person talking for a lot, they just don't bother with the quotation marks all the time. Like Frankenstein, the book we did last year, well, ha- had like four chapters in a row of just Frankenstein, the monster, just telling his story. No, inter- it wasn't a conversation between the monster and, and anybody else. It was just him just telling a story of what happened. It's like four consecutive chapters. And he didn't bother to 
uh, they didn't bother to just put put every single paragraph in quotation marks. Yeah, it's just, just it's sort just of like, it, it, and then and then there's always Cormac McCarthy who doesn't have quotation marks in the entire fucking book. She's trying to balance it out somehow. I, I feel like uh, Anne Rice must have been trying to throw a bone to the typesetters union <laughs> they get to, because they get paid, you know, back in the day at least when typesetters were really a thing. Mm-hmm. You got paid the same amount for a letter as for a punctuation mark. <laughs> so just give them a lot of apostrophes and shit and they uh, be eating that up. That was the mo- it was like the most stupid thing. I was like, this this could have been just set up better, you know. And because uh, the fr- in the very beginning, it kind of cuts back and forth a little bit. When the because mm-hmm. like, the boy more, doesn't yeah. trust the vampire, because why would you? If he's really either you're talking to a crazy person or you're talking to a vampire, and either way, you should be on your guard. But then it goes huge swaths of book without cutting back to the present day. Why are we still bothering with these po- quotation marks? It just felt silly. Mm-hmm. And the other thing. This book was listed in that the thousand and one books you must read before you die book. This is in there. Why in the name of fucking whoever put that book together that? didn't read it. Well, I don't know how they put that book together, but this was in at least one edition of it. Interview with the Vampire was a book you should read before you, you must read before you die. I mean, it was a like, it's a well-known book from, you know, it was a well-known book in the late 90s, of course, because of the movie. And the se- well, you know, well, because the book series and because of the movie. Yeah, and, and well, the second book only came out like in 85. You know, she, hmm. she took like a while off. She wrote some other shit, and then she just started churning out vampire books. And that, that's, I could see why it's an influential, because this is probably the first book to really start that crap of the vampire romance novels hmm. and things like Twilight and whatever owe their existence to this. And uh, True Blood takes place in New Orleans. Um, I mean, in, in Louisiana. Not specifically New Orleans, I, I guess. That must be... Some bit of homage or something, probably. But all of the vampire shit we know today is, is based off of this book. So I understand mm-hmm. why it's influential. But man, it sucks. One of those other things must be a better book. So the film, the film Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola one that came out. When, when did they? When did In that the come early nineties? Came yeah, out around, so the same came time out, as this. around the movie. Those movies came out around the same time, or more like probably one studio, the studio that did Interview with the Vampire, was was like. You know what? There's another vampire movie coming out, so we better greenlight something of our own, and that's probably what they did. I mean, and the movie has it's uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas and Antonio Banderas. It's just a big beefcake fest. There's yep. hot vampire dick everywhere you look. You won't just want to suck blood. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the tagline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's basically how it worked. I should redo the intro with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a star-studded thing. They're all, like, super mm-hmm. in their... Not and that those guys don't make movies now and aren't very successful, but in their in their beefcake heartthrob days. Definitely. Peak man heat. Just straight lady jacking. Which is what the whole vampire genre seems to be about. Yeah. Like, there are, like, Queen of the Night or something like Queen of the... Uh, the one that Aaliyah made right before she croaked when her plane crashed, that was one of... The, that was in this series. Oh, really? Yeah, that was one of the many sequels to this. Hmm. But um, it's mostly about dudes, right? There's not, like, hot female vampires. I'm sure there are some. But it's mostly, like, hot dude vampires. Just, like, hunky men who are mysterious and dark and suck the dick out of your blood. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what it is. Yep. That's... I don't get why it's so popular. This was a book I really did not enjoy. One of the worst books I've read in this in the last year or so, actually. Yep. One of the things we were talking about is what was worse, this or Fifty Shades of Grey? 
I actually enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey, Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey more because it was so crappy. I get to laugh at it. Whereas this was just boring. I would say this is still better written than Fifty Shades. Oh, most definitely it's better it's written. better written, but I do say what you mean, whereas like there was something entertaining about Fifty Shades of Grey because it was over-the-top ridiculous. Whereas this was not. It just, it just was shitty. It was boring. The char- no character was interesting. They were just all whiny. Yeah, bitching. Just a lot time. of whining. Two centuries of bitching and a little bit of gay sex. That's really what the book was. Mm-hmm. Sucked. We're harping on the sucking because the vampires do that. But yep. the book also did suck or blow, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I have nothing else to say about this turd. Yeah, me neither. Tell us what you thought. Tell us why we're wrong. Maybe you like this book and you, you missed something. You missed the, the thrill of Lestat and Louis' unrequited love or some bullshit. I don't know. I, I think we got what you can get out of this. It was just shit. Yep. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc or on Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, please give us a rating, just a higher rating than you would give this book. A significantly higher one, because yeah. you probably would only give us one or two stars. Just round up to five to make it safe. You know? That's, yeah. yeah, that's the only, only, only course of action. Uh, that definitely helps us out. Leave us a review and uh, tell us what you think. And uh, listen next time. For more vampires. Yep. And thanks for listening. <laughs>